0: Acts 10, verse 34. Then Peter replied, I see very clearly that God shows no favoritism. In every narration, he accepts those who fear him and do what is right. That is the message of of good news for the people of Israel, that there is peace with God through Jesus Christ, who is Lord of all. You know what happened throughout Judea, beginning in Galilee, after John began preaching his message of baptism? And you know that God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power. Then Jesus went around doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. And we apostles are witnesses of all he did throughout the Judea and in Jerusalem. They put him to death by hanging him on a cross, but God raised him to life on the third day. Then God allowed him to appear, not to the general public, but to us whom God has chosen in advance to be his witnesses. We were those who ate and drank with him after he arose from the dead, and he ordered us to preach everywhere and to testify that Jesus is the one anointed by God to be the judge of all, the living and the dead. He is the one all the prophets testified about, saying that everyone who believes in him will have their sins forgiven through his name.
1: Good morning, everybody. Christ is risen. A bit louder. Christ is risen. risen Hallelujah! Great. Thank you so much, everybody, for participating and giving, um, doing your part in our worship today. Um, I'm, I'm going to share a few thoughts about the Resurrection Sunday. In the fourth century, there lived a man called Telemachus. He lived in a remote village and he was a farmer. But also he spent a lot of his time in prayer. And one day he heard the voice of God telling him to go to Rome. So he obeyed. Weary weeks later, he arrived in Rome at a time of a great festival. This little person followed the crowds who were going down the streets of the Colosseum. He saw the gladiators stand before the emperor saying, we who are about to die salute you. And then he realized that these men were going to Fight to death for the entertainment of the crowds. And then, as he was in Colosseum, he cries out, In the name of Christ, stop! And as the game begins, he pushed his way through the crowd, he climbed over the wall, dropped to the floor of the arena... And when the crowd saw this tiny figure rushing into the gladiator saying, in the name of Christ, stop, they thought it was part of the show. So they all began laughing. And when they realized it wasn't, this laughter turned into anger. And as he was pleading with the gladiators to stop, one of them plunged a sword through his body. He fell to the sand, and his last words were, in the name of Christ, stop. Then a very strange thing happened. The gladiators stood looking at this tiny figure lying on the floor. And there was a hush that fell throughout the whole Colosseum. And way up in the upper rows, a man stood and he made his way to the exit. And others began to follow. And in dead silence, everybody left the Colosseum. This was the year 391 before Christ. And this was the last battle of to death between gladiators in the Roman Colosseum. Never again in that stadium did men kill each other for the entertainment of the crowd. Only because one tiny voice said, in the name of the Christ, stop. Stop. One voice, one life, that spoke truth in God's name. Today we're going to be thinking a little bit about somebody who is an unsung hero. One of the questions there was about Joseph of the Arimathea. We don't know a lot about him until we come To the final days, well final moments and the afterwards of Jesus. And all four Gospels write to tell us that this guy was named Joseph. And all of the Gospels, all the four Gospels describe him as a man of high integrity and good character. He was a wealthy man, says Matthew. Luke says he was a good and a just man. Mark says he was an honorable counselor. So he was part of the Sanhedrin. There were only 70 men in the Sanhedrin that were chosen. And he was in good standing. He was influential. He was a rich man. And one of the other descriptions that we've got... About Joseph is that he waited for the kingdom of God. And yet he was quite discreet about this. And the scripture says that he did this being fearful, he was fearful of what was going to happen to him. I don't know about you, but we cannot come to the Easter story. We cannot come to that resurrection moment without acknowledging how we feel. There is a lot that is going on in the world. There is a lot that is going on in our lives. There is a lot that is going and has been going on through the history of the world. And we cannot deny that. Joseph was feeling fearful. But what about the facts? What about the statement of this Roman centurion who is at the feet of the cross? And he says, surely this man must be the son of God. Jesus lived the life that we should have lived since the creation of the world, actually, and died the death that we should have died because of our shortcomings. We need a Savior. Edwina very kindly reminded us and the young people of the reality of the feelings And I wanted to encourage us today that regardless of how we are coming into this Easter, whether we're feeling fearful or worried or anxious, this should not interfere of our pursuit of Jesus. We need to encourage one another to acknowledge those fears, those worries, those feelings, But they should not interfere. They should not come in the way of our following Jesus. I became a Christian when Albania just opened up in 1992. And then in 1997, we had a civil war. The 30th of March, 1997, was the toughest Easter me. we had bullets flying over our heads we didn't know whether we were going to be alive the next day and I totally, totally my heart goes out to all those who are affected by this Kremlin regime and the ripple effects that it has caused fearful bleak Is Jesus true to what he has claimed to be? Can I take him at his word? Can I trust him? And for those of you who are used to the music of the mid-90s, one of the things that kept us going as Christians during those times was the famous song from DC Talk. What would people think when they hear that I'm a Jesus freak? What would people do when they find it's true? I don't really care if they label me me a Jesus freak. That ain't no disguising the truth. Acknowledging that actually we are emotional beings. And yet, Jesus can be taken at His words. So we go back to our character Joseph, because what is happening in the in the life of Joseph is that actually he's got this status, he's got this this um, character, he's got all these qualities, and he is leaving them all behind. He is standing out for his courage. And all of a sudden, now the death of Jesus is prioritized. Now, he was a member of the Sanhedrin. Can you imagine him saying, I'm giving up that status because I want to go and deal with this dead body? Because that's what he did. He gave his tomb, he gave his grave, For Jesus. But him and Nicodemus went to pick it up. And also can you imagine a member of Sanhedrin just before Passover. For for those of us who have been reading from the book of Leviticus. He is actually making himself unclean by touching a dead body. But he is standing out. His courage, because the death of Jesus now has been prioritized. I think Joseph is a leader among leaders. He's been courageous here. Again, um, he, he... He's got other qualities that, that we can, you know, go and look at, at, at all the four Gospels. But actually, he's not concerned about those things. So the question that I've got for us is, what are your concerns today? And how are you prioritizing this kind of... He was saying that, he, the Gospel said that he was seeking the kingdom of God. And he has come to that realization. The beauty of this story is that the message of the gospel does not finish with Joseph. It does not finish with him taking Jesus to the tomb. I came across this text uh, this week about a little conversation, a dialogue between Pilate and Joseph. Pilate says, Joseph, I do not understand. You are one of the rich people of the region. You are an affluent person. You are a man of status. And you have made this special new tomb just for you and your family. And all of a sudden, you've decided to give it to Jesus. Jesus. And Joseph replies to Pilate don't worry it's just for the weekend. Resurrection the greatest day in the history. The greatest day of my life when I have encountered the living Jesus. Somebody was saying this morning as we were gathering for the as sunrise as service that I don't know what I would have done without Jesus and I've shared it with the young people a few times that for me that is the most heavy question that I always look back to, to God's love and to God's grace because I don't know what I would have done today where would I have been today and how would I have lived my life if it wasn't for Jesus? I don't know. I, I, it's, it's a very scary, very scary thought. And I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful to God for his love and his grace and his forgiveness and his patience and his kindness and the goodness that he has given me. Where are you today? Where would you be today if it wasn't for Jesus? And maybe you're here and then you've not made that commitment and you don't know where you stand. And I think the resurrection is that moment that actually encourages, prompts us to give Jesus a chance. And the story of the resurrection doesn't stop here. Because it becomes our story. Now, I know through Restore 2022, we've been reading through the book of Leviticus. And you think, how in the world are you going to fit Leviticus with the story of resurrection? Well, I have. One thing that is very unique about the book of Leviticus is that Jesus quotes it and one of the phrases that Jesus quotes that is not anywhere else in the Old Testament is love your neighbor as yourself so the story of the resurrection is not about what God has done only for me but it's a story about sharing it with others Don't hold back today to encourage those people who are on the fringe to experience, to take Jesus at his word for the life that he gives. Don't step back today encouraging people who are having questions about faith to to pursue, to journey with them, to bring them to the power and the presence of Jesus. Even for those who are very hostile towards you, Don't hold back telling them about what Jesus means for you and how he has transformed your life. Paul's desire is that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. And I pray, as Ruth reminded us, point E in the quiz, that that is our prayer too. That we may know Christ today and the power of His resurrection. God bless you.